Welcome to the Fatherhood Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Pluff. Each week, we will cover various topics that dads struggle with in their fitness journey. I'll give you actionable steps that you can apply right away, not only to take back control of your own health, but so you're able to be a better example for your kids too. All right, welcome into this week's episode of the Fatherhood Fitness Podcast. Today we have another fitness coach with us. We have Lee Eldridge. Lee is based in London. I'll let him introduce himself and then we'll get started. Thank you. Yeah, so my name is Lee Eldridge, uh, founder of Cognitive Athlete based in London. And as I just was saying to you, my, my background was in professional sports for a long time, working with elite athletes, trying to improve their, their performance. Um, and then probably spent lots of time in mostly team sports so football or as probably some of your most of your listeners know soccer and then rugby for about six years and then was asked to move across to into motorsports didn't quite happen so kind of got asked to go into the corporate side of the performance company I was supporting and that really took over and, and kind of the work started then around 2016 kind of getting in the heads of senior business leaders, you know, C-suite executives and, and, and what big companies basically. Mm-hmm. And then around just, you know, post kind of lockdown and pandemic style, started up my own thing, Cognitive Athlete. And the main focus since probably the end of 2021 was really focusing on looking at business dads. So dads that are founders or co-founders or owners of business and that are trying to build and develop a business but then also are, are trying not to miss out on their kids growing up and all that comes with that and right the biggest learning or, or one thing was working with a professional athlete they're around 2000 and probably 11 12 their performance was significantly dropping and it was nothing that we were doing in the gym monitoring their loads etc all the all the things that we need to do but having built a relationship with an athlete he kind of pulled me to one side and said look I'm, I'm about to go through a divorce with my then wife and that was the kind of light bulb moment that not everything that happens in the pitch and in the gym is related to what happens in the pitch and in the gym basically right. so really focusing on that we're all holistic but really looking at the holistic so kind of making that transition across into corporate a lot of what goes on in the boardroom or trading floor actually has a large um, kind of, how would we say, the chances of that going well are also significantly kind of affected by what goes on outside those environments and situations. And that's about it, really. Awesome. Yeah. So so, sounds like you've got, you know, a a wide array of uh, experience there, you know, help, helping lots of people and kind of settled on working with, you know, kind of business owners there. Um, as far as, as far as, you know, kind of working with those dads who are starting their own company, what have you found to be some of the kind of the most common things? Like they all kind of have in common there with struggling with nutrition, finding time to get workouts. And obviously it's probably going to be something, you know, they're putting in 60 plus hours a week. And so how, how do you kind of work with them to kind of make a plan, you know, fit for them? So Interestingly, when I started that, you know, I'm a business dad, I've got two young kids and mm-hmm. I started a business and then, you know, coming from my background of sports science, 
when we first start and enter into sport, we carry out a needs analysis. You know, we look at all the research, we look at, we watch videotapes of the athletes, we speak to coaches, etc. And there's not much out there on terms of this subject. There are lots of people doing this types of coaching, but there's not many people out there that I can see are, are doing stuff. So I was like, right, let's do some research. So I'm up to 69 business dads now that I've interviewed wow. and, and asked them those those challenges that the mm -hmm. questions that you've come out but for multiple reasons one is for me to get a better understanding and to be able to communicate to those guys mm -hmm. um, and also when you know I've, when i can look at my coaching i can say right where where's my gaps in my coaching and what do i do i need to go get education do i need to go attend events etc and the big three areas that come up um are lack of time that's the number one you know most most guys i speak to are like oh my god i've got no time um lack of engagement or lack of being present i prefer the term engagement so what i mean by that is like when they're at home they're thinking about their business and when they're in their business they're thinking about home and how that really affects performance in, in any area and the last one is that you know how do we define our success so what does success look to i like to us and is that externally driven or is that internally driven mm -hmm. so when you touch on that if we go back lack of time is a big one so as you know you you dive into growing a company and it's you know what we would call sweat equity so you're putting in lots of time but not much pay and and all that kind of stuff health is a big area that 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 people struggle with mm -hmm. um you know and without health you can't create wealth basically so for right. me, it's trying to get the people I work with to understand that at that at this stage of when they're in a startup or when they're growing, it's like, right, what's the, what's the minimum that we can get done? You know, so does that look like, I don't know, two 30-minute sessions a week consistently? Does it make sure that we're moving? You know, trying to be a human being as much as possible. Um, now, nutrition is an interesting one, and it depends on where they sit. So when I've worked with senior leaders who are highly resourced, nutrition is not really so much of an issue because they can get meals delivered to their office. You know, we have something in the UK called Go Fresh where, okay. you know, all, all the ingredients come chopped up, ready to go, and you just chuck right. it in a pan, and, and you can really kind of get a grip of, of what's going on. Mm -hmm. But what I see again is that that lack of time is the inability to prepare food and source food and, 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 and from that point of view. So they're the big kind of chunks. And I would say just to add to that, that sleep becomes a huge issue with the guys I work with, just a serious lack of sleep, um, right. both kind of not necessarily forced. So especially with young families and kids waking up and doing all that kind of stuff but then also them waking themselves up in the morning to try and get work done whilst the house is quiet and whilst they can have time to think and nobody's, you know, banging on their door wanting to, you know, I don't know, play superheroes with them or build Lego bridges, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I think you touched on, you know, a lot of things. I was just taking some notes while you're talking there. Uh, so I don't forget you touched on a lot of good things there, but the, the one area I want to kind of dive a little deeper in is um, something I, I don't think is brought up a lot, especially, you know, kind of in the fitness nutrition space is you, you mentioned their kind of like lack of engagement, being, being present as a dad. 
Um, like, you know, just like you said, when, you know, you're, you're a business owner, you're, you're at work, you know, you're thinking about your family, you, you want to get the day done so you can get home with your kids. But when you're with your kids, you're thinking about all the stuff you need to get done tomorrow or that you didn't get done today. And so how do you, uh, what, what are some strategies that you use with your clients to kind of, you know, help them kind of re-engage with their families? So the first off is an education process. So mm-hmm. I talk a lot about flow psychology and the, the fact of that we we work really well or operate at our best when we're focusing on one thing at one time. Right. Um, and I'm I'm sure there's probably some very good American sports athletes that spoke to them spoke about this on podcasts. But there's a couple of people who have played you know Premiership football to to huge levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, look, we were I was undergoing you know stress in a relationship or bad relate, and I wasn't able to focus on sport and I was thinking about something else so when I speak to the dads it's like look you know we you need to focus on one thing at one time to get the most out of that that time unit we know that multitasking is a myth and we can't do it because actually all we're doing is what we would call task switching so switching from one task to the other and there's a small kind of cognitive load that takes us to go from one thing to the next and if we just do that all the day and we're kind of on a metronome you know click clock click clock click clock those tiny bits of load add up so we get to the end of the day and we're completely fried but actually we haven't achieved much from a deep cognitive work right so really the the kind of three basic points i'd work with for somebody is like one identify what that one thing is you need to work on okay so what's the one thing in the business you know how many times you know i see it when you're you go to the gym and you see people that they're not really focused on what they're doing. They're on their phones, they're chatting with people. Mm. And then they go, Oh, well, look, I'm going to the gym for three, 45 minute sessions a week, but nothing's changing. And I'm like, well, look, you know, you've got to get it in it and, and, and kind of really focus to, to make that improvement. So, you know, what's your most important task? The next is when do you do those things the best? So what we call your peak performance times. So we know that biologically we all we all are slightly different. We all have different, you know, uh, body clocks and rhythms. So by understanding where you work, you know, where Anthony is cognitively the best and where he's physically the best, mm-hmm. try to put those most important things into those hours. So you're not kind of forcing it. Right. Um, you know, there's so many people I know who are like, man, I've got to get that gym session in, but I need to do it at, you know, 5.30 in the morning. And actually they're a, they're a night owl and they would be better at doing it later right. on in the day. Um, and likewise, you know, I want to get all my big important tasks done in the morning cognitively, but actually they're probably best when it's like four to six in the evening. And then the last point is really spending time and influencing your environment setting it up for for those big tasks so you know noise cancelling headphones an office without any kind of distractions which can be really difficult especially if you're working from home these days and when you're in the office you know you're not in that office all day every day so people want to engage with you and likewise you know going to the gym at the right time when it's quiet and you don't you know focus on all those types of things basically um and they're some of the things that we would kind of work through 
think kind of firstly the big kind of five foundations for for well-being but then also that breaks out into to other areas okay awesome now uh, i like what you said that you know kind of figuring out like when these things work for you, right? If, you, if you're not a morning person working out at 6 a.m. is probably not at you. You may be able to do it for a while, but eventually, you know, you're, you're going to have a lot of resistance there. Now, for somebody, for the, uh, me personally, I, I was always a night owl. And then I had three kids and now suddenly I'm a morning person, right? <laughs> you know, it's things sometimes change like that, but, um, and sometimes by force, right? But for, for people, for people who, you know, maybe are night owls who do work or kind of get, maybe, maybe their ideal time to work out is between like five and 7 PM, right? They just got off work. And so now, but now they're feeling guilty because they were just at work all day. Now they're going to the gym. They they're, they're taking more time away from their kids. How, how do you kind of implement, um, you know, working out and things like that into their schedule? So probably two points there one is to try and make that session as effective as possible Mm -hmm. so most people who send me their their programs to look at i i end up taking things out you know there's too much kind of junk in a lot of people and they think they have to do 10 to 15 different exercises three sets Mm -hmm. of 10 blah 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 and i'm like look no let's let's kind of really work down on, on what's the most efficient for you um and one area that I'm always quite shocked on when I go into gyms is that nobody's recording what they're doing. Right. You know, we all record in business, you know, maybe, I don't know how many leads we, you know, if we're, if we're doing that, you know, how many people are we speaking to on the phone, but the, you know, leads, income, profit, turnover costs, we're always trying to track how good the performance is, but then from a gym point of view, that's not what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And why that's important for me is firstly, is to see that progress and that right, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting stronger or I'm getting fitter or whatever, it, however that might look. So that drives motivation. So you can have that discussion, you know, it's not a waste of time. It's it, it, I am improving myself. Second of all is to really think about that by doing this, you're investing in your health, your longevity, which yeah. will make you a better father or make you a better a dad. And also I work a lot with kind of transformational leadership. So being kind of what we would call it, um, you know, an influencer and a role model to your kids, mm-hmm. that's something that you need to do. And if you add them all up, you know, that 45 minutes is, is super beneficial, basically. And to just add on that is, nine times out of 10 people will go to the gym and then they'll go home and then they won't be engaged with what their children are doing. Right. So it's kind of like, well, you know, I'm in the room, but I'm not really in the room. So it's kind of like to educate yeah. guys around that basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, you said, you know, it, it's an investment, right? You know, we, we invest in our business, we invest in all sorts of things, um, but very rarely do people take time to invest in themselves there. And you mentioned kind of tracking progress there. Um, so you're tracking progress, you're, you're tracking everything in your business, you're tracking your workouts, you kind of see, you know, gathering that data there, kind of just figuring out where you are. The, you know, the more you know, the more you know that you're able to change things, right? If you, if you don't know kind of where you're at, like your finances, you don't know where your finances are, very hard to budget, right? Now, when it comes to nutrition, 
how do you how do you work with them to track it? Obviously, somebody who you know who who's already feeling like they're getting pulled away from their family. Now they're having to track their workouts. Now they're at work. Do you have them track what they're eating at work, or how how do you kind of? Um, I'll, I'll let you just kind of take it from there. I think really it it's kind of like right where are where are they currently at? Mm-hmm. You know, so when I have that discussion, I say, look, you know, what are you, what are you eating? All those types of areas. Mm-hmm. You can get a broad understanding of, of what's going on. Um, and what I mean by that is, will they have the appetite and motivation to track mm-hmm. what they're eating? And also, for me, when I go back to my undergraduate, for my dissertation, I looked at people who tracked for three days, five days, seven days, and 14 days. And what was the most accurate? And it, and three days was kind of like, just about right, you know, for, from a motivational point of view and an accuracy point of view, anything more than five days, people, if they're not really into it, and they're not, you know, yeah. trying to be bodybuilding, whatever. So very similar to kind of the heart rate variability stuff I get to do with people. I'm like, look, we're just going to track for three days. And we'll, we'll use the simplest app that we can. And that just gives me a broad or gives us a broad understanding of, you know, what are you eating? How much are you eating? And, and quite importantly, when are you eating? Mm-hmm. And by doing that, we can start to educate, educate. And then in three weeks time, we'd say, right, hey, look, we're going to do a three day tracking, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's not continuous tracking because, okay. it, it, you know, people can be like, oh, my God, another thing to track. I'm doing this, I'm tracking, right. I'm tracking all these metrics. Um, and I would just add there is, you know, that we're not just recording data for, for data. So one of the biggest areas is, especially in professional sport, you know, we were fortunate enough to be able to, to track so many different metrics on our athletes, but we have to make sure there's a reason for doing it. And that's informing us to make a program change or reduce their load or to give them a day off or to get them back it, whatever it might be. So if somebody tracks their nutrition for three days, and then I can say, look, Hey, let's change a few things here. Will this give you more energy? Um, This might be affecting some of your cognitive function, et cetera. People change that and they're like, Oh, I feel better and I'm performing better. I'm going to continue to do that, basically. Sorry about that. Just sneeze there. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think, you know, so tra- tracking, I've always found is, you know, to be a really good tool, especially, you know, starting out. Uh, I, I like to kind of get a picture, you know, kind of kind of where people are. But not everybody wants to do it forever. Like, and I, I and me personally, I, I, I go through like phases, I'll track for a while. And I, I I got a pretty, I have a pretty good understanding of kind of like how much I can eat for my goals and stuff. But that's also years of, you know, putting in the work of actually tracking, weighing things like that. But I've had clients over the years who um, track every single thing they eat and they get great results. I've had clients who track everything they eat. They don't get great results. I've had clients who don't track a single meal and they lose a ton of weight, you know? And so it's kind of like, um, I, I feel like there's a, there's a lot of nuance there. Um, but for, for clients who aren't, who, who are very resistant, maybe they have a bad relationship with food or something. And, you know, they, they've had, um, 
you know, they, they've kind of maybe used food as like a coping mechanism in the past or something. How, how do you kind of get them to kind of see results? Like, I, I think, you know, those first couple of weeks when you're working with somebody, if you can kind of get them a quick win, I think that's important, you know, because you kind of talked about motivation there. So how do you kind of get them to, you know, kind of buy into kind of, kind of what you're trying to teach them there? So um, that kind of comes down to, you know, this for me, this idea of kind of visions, values, and purpose, you know, so they're, they're big things that we will touch on all the time when, mm-hmm. when working together. Um, but for me, it's to kind of have a little bit more of an understanding of when you said that, you know, they're using it for kind of a, how would we say, an emotional, you know, mm-hmm. crutch, basically. So for me, I'm, I'm more interested in like what's causing that, what's causing you. So right is it stress at work and is it workload so what happens is that we you know how i put this into perspective is like let's say you've got an athlete that you're working with for example and let's take i don't know american football or, or rugby a contact sport well we know for example in certain positions they're more how would we say um they're more at risk of certain injuries mm-hmm. you know so you know, line blockers, for example, I, I'm not a, I'm not American football, but maybe, you know, shoulder injuries or neck injuries, et cetera, et cetera. So what, we, what we would do is say, right, okay, we would do certain things called prehab exercises. So before every session, these guys are developing their neck strength or their rotator cuff strength or rain, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And that's very similar to me when you talk about mental health and and these areas. So you know, breathing right, walking, eating, having great relationships, et cetera, et cetera, are, are prehab exercises. Now, when that player gets injured, they they sometimes have to have an operation or physio or they get on the athletic trainer board, whatever, uh, whatever that might look like. Now, that's probably more kind of like, right, therapy, counselling, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is that, that coping mechanism although we want to you know try to change that unless we kind of have a look at the root cause of why they're doing it it's not going to happen so can we you know think about how they how you manage your stress you know what's your work like load is there any conflicts of relationships in the office at home right how can we go about those and one area that we, we that we spend a lot of time with at start especially when we're working with clients or when is getting feedback from somebody so what i mean is like how often does Anthony say right to you know the people that he works with or maybe his partner right how what am i doing well what am i not doing well what do you think i need to improve on you get that information you work it for two or three weeks and then you go back and say, right, what am I, what, what am I doing? Well, blah, 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 blah. and you do that for maybe eight, 12 weeks and you yeah. get, a, and that's all that professional athletes do. You know, they're fortunate enough to get feedback. You know, American sports are renowned for stats. They get all their stats yeah. back, you know, blah, 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 and they can see, right. How, how can I improve? And so to go back to like, right that emotional eating it's like right okay well we know that's not doing you 
any good because of weight gain, health issues. Can we find a way for you to change that? So, you know, how do you breathe? Do you walk? What's your sleep like? All those different areas, basically. I hope that answers that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, just driving it all back to, you know, your visions, your value, your purpose. You know, I think I think that's really important. That's that's one of the things, you know, the first couple of weeks I'm working with a client. We uh, there's a I, I'm sure you're familiar with it, uh, kind of an exercise called the five whys. Like what why you're like, why do you want to do, you know, what's your what's your deeper reasoning behind this? And cause that that's gonna drive you. And I, I always try and tell clients like it sounds great, like, oh, I, I wanna work out because I wanna improve my health. Well, what does that mean? I, I don't know that, you know, I don't, I don't know what that means, but I, I've had clients who say, you know, I, I want to work out because I want to, you know, be the dad at the beach this summer who all other dads are looking out. And I'm like, that's great. That's because that's going to keep you, you're being honest right now. If, if you're honest with it, you know, I think, I think that's going to keep you motivated. Even like, I think some people are afraid to maybe say their real reason because they, maybe they feel like it's shallow or it, it, they shouldn't be motivated by that. But if it does motivate you, you know, it's going to, it's going to keep you going a little longer. And I, I always kind of tell people too, like, you know, people always say like, I'm working out for my kids, but your kid, your kids don't really care how much you bench press, right? Like if you, if, if you want to work out for your kids, like do some cardio, you know, get, get your cardio base up so you can play with them and stuff like that. But I was like, very rarely are people at least in my experience, are they actually, maybe they want to be more present. That's obviously a factor, but there's usually some personal reasons too, why you're wanting to work out. Or, you know, if, if you haven't found that personal reason, that's probably why you're not being able to kind of stay consistent there. Um, earlier, earlier, you mentioned, you know, you, you kind of work with your clients to asleep. Um, I, I know this, this is huge. Uh, you know, like uh, having, having young kids myself, like my sleep consistency is very poor. Um, but you know, just, but you get used to it, right. You get used to it, but obviously, you know, you know, the more tired you are, um, you're, you're going to feel a little hungrier the next day as well. If you don't get great sleep, it can make weight loss pretty difficult. And it can also, um, kind of deter your performance in the gym and then not you, your motivation. If you're tired, you know, especially if you're scheduling your workout in the morning, you're not going to want to go uh, to the gym. So you, you're working with, you're working with business owners here who have families, you know, they, they're already, you know, you, you just, you know, you're, you're, they're tracking their workouts. They're starting to work out. They're, you know, working on their nutrition here. And then we go back to sleep. How, how much of a priority is that? And when do you start to kind of, you know, you mentioned also like influencing your environment too. So how, 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 how do you kind of put all that in there? I mean, that, that's a lot. Um, these are all, you know, obviously great, great things and stuff, but um, do, do clients ever get like kind of overwhelmed with all the changes that they need to make at once? Yeah. So Again, we really try and focus on, you know, one thing at one time mm -hmm. and, and nail that down and whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I don't know if you've come across it, but first beat lifestyle assessment where we attach an electrode to our heart. We, mm -hmm. you know, we get heart rate variability, heart rate, all those nice things. And we can mm -hmm. sit down and say, right, okay, hey, look, you need to prioritize your sleep or you need mm -hmm. to prioritize your ability to manage stress or physical activity and people can see that in a nice clear picture um and the way for me how it it works is to it is to really dig deep sleep is a, is the bedrock you know all those things you've just said which are which are nice to say you know 
if we get a good night's sleep, my mood is good, we make better nutritional decisions, we're going to train, all those areas. Now, with a young family, that's difficult because, you know, they're going to wake up during the night, your sleep pattern's going to be interrupted. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of things that we that, that you really want to try to, to focus on. One is, you know, that consistency of bedtime is, is critical. Mm-hmm. Um, so making sure you have kind of like a good pre-bed routine. Everyone talks about morning routine. Not many people talk about bed routine. Like, right, right what do I need to do to kind of get me from going from super hype to, to start that process of getting into deep sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be a challenge because what you'll find is that you put the kids to bed and that might be the only time that you spend with your wife or your partner. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, right, damn, I need to get to bed because I know I'm going to be up early because one kid wakes up at 5.30 or mm-hmm. one wakes up for feeding or whatever that might be. Um, but if you can and this is where again willpower is a finite thing and if you've used willpower during the course of the day to to train to eat well and then you switch the tv on netflix amazon whatever it might be right it's quite easy to get sucked into like oh let's just watch another episode this um um, it's 12 o'clock kids up at 5 30 etc um so it's just trying to work on that consistent consistent bedtime is the biggest starting point for me and then and then we build build from there basically yeah yeah no i think you know having having a night routine you know has has really helped me um because it's something i can kind of stick to kind of i think of them kind of like bookends right you have like your your morning routine you have your night routine there and then what happens in between that you know you can't always control but if you can control the beginning and the end it makes it a little easier there and you, you kind of mentioned willpower there like the if you if you're trying to that that's why I, I i personally try and work out earlier in the day because i know if i if i work out i used to work out like later in the day but at the end of a work day right you're you're tired you, you've got all these other things down once, once you've eaten dinner you're you don't you don't you don't want to go back to the gym or something like that and so I always kind of work on like stacking, stacking my mornings. I try and put as much as I can in the morning because I know by the end of that, I'm going to be pretty tired. And so if I, if I can kind of stack those days where I can get those, you know, those workouts in in the morning. And I found, you know, with my clients too, that seems to work pretty well too. Right. I'm kind of like the habit stacking, you know, after I do this, I'm, I'm going to do that. And so I, I try and really, you know, encourage them. And like, you don't have to work out in the morning, but I found, you know, over time, you know, just working with dads over the years, you know, if, if you can get that workout done early, if you can schedule it early, like I, I'm, I'm really big on, you know, putting everything on the calendar, you know, like what gets scheduled gets done. And so um, if, if I can put it, get it on the calendar there, um, I, I know if I can get it done before lunch. I have a pretty good chance of actually working out that day. If I schedule a meeting at that same time, I have to miss my workout. There's a good chance I'm not working out that day because the rest of the day is just, just pretty packed there. And so with your clients, you know, they're, they're working, you know, maybe, maybe they work from home. Um, some of them, but a lot of them are, you know, overseeing other people too. And so you're going to have, you're going to ha- you know, you're going to have business meetings. You're going to have things that come up that come up that don't, um, that aren't necessarily planned, right? And so, how do you kind of work with them? What What's a normal kind of like week look like? Do you, Do you uh, kind of start them off with like two or three workouts a week, or is it really just kind of dependent 
on on their schedule yeah so you know n equals one meaning it's it's kind of like right what do they need if if they have not been doing anything then going to four a week sessions is not going to be advisable but right you know some of the people i work with are training for ironman triathlons you know they're already kind of in the loop of, of understanding about training mm -hmm. what i would say is that um you know time blocking like you said is, is critical and to try and group the things that you do together is important so trying to make sure that you have time for deep work and you're getting your most important tasks done and that normally is like nine o'clock to 11 o'clock is a really good time to do that then open your calendar up for meetings um, right. and that kind of builds into it then it's really like hey let's say we're going to train three times a week well can one session be on the weekends and then two sessions during the week now if people are working hybrid or working from home it's sometimes quite easy to you know your lunch break to be in the gym for for example and and, and build around that basically um and again it, it's you know as i say to most people i much prefer you to to commit to two sessions a week for a year that's 104 sessions if you do 104 sessions in the gym i'm pretty sure you're going you're going to have improved whatever it is right whereas if you say right actually i'm going to do four or five a week and then after about four or six weeks it's unsustainable and then you have a couple of weeks off mm -hmm. hit it and not hit it it's just not consistent enough you know mm -hmm. the best athletes or elite athletes you know so if you look at i don't know for example lebron james all he's done is he's just been very 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 consistent for a very long time mm. and he's just got a bit better each year each year right. each year each year hence the reason why well okay athletically we're not as good as him but we could never be as good as a professional athlete because we just haven't got that 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 capacity that wealth of training history mm. and that's right. very similar to in business you know if you look at some amazing business leaders they've just got a huge wealth Right. Of business knowledge and business capacity that enables them to do it and that's where you know from a stress point of view junior staff and young people coming into business and everyone's like oh they're young they can handle it it's stress 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 but the problem is that everything that comes into their system is a stressful experience because they've never seen it they've never done it they've got to learn on the job right whereas if you're a seasoned kind of executive apart from covid you pre-covid you've seen it all before you've been through mm. financial crashes you've been through probably maybe being sacked or fired or rehired or promoted you've been through it all so right. you know you're used to it and it's not like the end of the world basically so that's a big thing to say and very similar to parenting you know you've got one kid and you're like oh my god oh my god oh, yeah uh, okay yeah you know and then the second one you're like ah it'll be okay well and then the third one you're like yeah whatever it's fine yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know if they fall down the stairs they'll bounce it's fine <laughs> but that's that's where that's that's the difference between a training history and you know a parent history you you you've kind of been there you know right and it's not to take away 
that you don't love your second kid or your third kid as much as the <laughs> first one it's just it, it's just a new experience and you're gaining knowledge and parenting i think runs along the line of like when people are like oh i can't get fit or i can't get strong or healthy or whatever well when you're your parent you haven't got hopefully you haven't got a choice to make about right i'm a consistent parent you're just mm. there right and you get good at it because you're just right. there but and that's why i say to people is like right just get your two sessions in just get your two you know you've got yeah. them down you know the exercises get in do do your eight minute warm-up whatever mm. it might look like 40 minutes focused work record your things listen to your music don't talk to anyone come home be with your kids instead of walking in the gym and thinking oh you know bench press someone's using the bench press my world's crumbled what am i going to do today and you're like right well okay if you've got a plan and somebody's educating like yourself you're saying right okay well if the bench presses move in do a dumbbell press or machine mm -hmm. whatever that might look like you've kind of got a bit of a, a plan in mind basically right. that you can go in and, and execute basically right yeah no i'm hey you know that that hit home now i just had my third kid about two months ago we my wife and i were having that discussion you know just first kid you know you're not you're not really sure what's going on um you're figuring it out second kid oh, this is a little easier but now you can't just trade off it's it's one-on-one -on -one here the third one you're like well we, we've kind of done this already it's just it's kind of yeah, yeah same same thing in the gym right that you know putting in those reps the more experience you have you know you're, you're going to be able to handle it a little better right you know yeah. like once you once you've gone to the gym you know for that first year gonna be a little rocky right you're not really sure what to expect you christmas happens you know holidays happen you get kind of get thrown off track there you don't know how to handle it but the more you do this you're gonna you're gonna be able to have have a game plan there now we we've uh we've covered a lot of a lot of things here um today and uh what, one more thing i want to touch upon real quick is at, at at the beginning, you, you mentioned kind of, kind of talking about influencing your environment. Um, and we, we've talked a little bit about that. But well, one thing I've always kind of lived by, and I heard it from another coach a long time ago, is about if food is in the house, you know, you or someone you love will eventually eat it. <laughs> and so for me, you know, kind of like you talked about earlier with the willpower, you know, if you the, the things you kind of put towards the end of the day have a less chance of getting done because, you know, you've used that willpower earlier in the day. And for me personally, like um, I, I've had multiple people tell me over the years, like how disciplined I am because I don't eat this or I don't do that. And I'm like, I, I'm not very disciplined when it comes to that. I just don't buy it. And like, I, I, I use my discipline at the store, right? I, I don't buy it. And so I don't bring it in the house because I know if it's in the house, if, you know, if we had an event or something and we have leftover, you know, cookies or cheesecake, someone's going to eat it and there's a good chance it's going to be me. Right. And so like, I just don't have it in the house in the first place. And that, that works really well for me. Um, but for, you know, for maybe, maybe some of your clients who are older, you know, they, they maybe have kids older They're They've been, you know, they've been buying their own groceries for 20, 30 years now. How do you kind of work with them to, you know, kind of change up their shopping list a little bit or kind of change their environment and so that they're not necessarily, you know, tempted in, in the first place. They, they're not having to say no to what's in their house all the time. Yeah, so, you know, that, that that's kind of a spot on thing that basically if, it, if it's there, it, it gets eaten, basically. Right. Um, but what I would try to say is like, look, spread it out across everything you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, if you're trying to do concentrated work and, you know, you, you go on YouTube or you start looking at Netflix or you start reading some sports news, whatever it is, you get pulled in and you get dragged down that, that rabbit hole and you're like, oh my God, an hour's gone and I haven't done any work. Right. Um, and so when we talk about environment, it's, it's trying to con- influence it as much as possible. So if you're working from home, right, do you have an office? Do you have a dedicated workspace? Do you have noise cancelling headphones? Mm-hmm. You know, when you go into work, what what are you you know, open plan offices are the worst for performance because right. I've been in you know environments where you know people are walking around chatting, there's noise, you know, you're trying to get on your screen and do your work, and then people are like, oh, you know, he's rude or she's rude because they never say hi and they never right. talk. And I'm like, yeah, but maybe they're they're trying to get their their stuff done so that you know they they get lots done during the day instead of having to spend 10 hours in the office because they want to get home so it's it's looking at all those different ways and and sleep's exactly the same you know if you have a telly in your bedroom it's not going to be the best because chances are you'll be like oh just to see what's on and and then it's one o'clock in the morning It, it just doesn't work um and again this kind of i think um craig ballatine says it you know and and um chucko wilkes you know kind of that structure that structure brings freedom right so what you're doing there is by you not buying in it when it comes to christmas and or fourth of july or whatever you know memorial day you, you can really go and enjoy yourself if that's how you want to enjoy yourself and yeah and, and people are like oh you know this guy eats you know eats crap and eats rubbish at christmas but you don't do it all the year round basically right. and so that your structure allows you to have more freedom when it comes mm-hmm. to christmas and it's like right what what do you, what do you want to do and and how you said earlier your structure in the morning allows you the freedom to maybe do what you you want and that's where i when i work with dads is like right let's be really on it focused structured so that when 4 p.m 5 p.m comes around your kids come home from school you're like right i've done my block of building a business or growing a business and it's kind of like educating there that if you think about it that all that get lands in your email box is not necessarily urgent right it doesn't matter if it takes your day to come back and and, and to people and, and you know that's where i think that's that's a good area for people to focus on yeah no, i think yeah exactly what you said there you know i um i've, I've had people multiple people tell me you know around christmas and stuff like hey like how, how do you eat the way you do and you know you, you're still able to stay fit and things like that and you know it I, I i don't go too deep into the conversation you know <laughs> with families but you know like they're seeing one meal, one meal out of an entire year, you know, they're not seeing what you're doing the rest of the time. And I think that, I think a lot of that, um, you know, a lot of the work, you know, people put it same with business, right? You don't see the work, you don't see, you know, 99% of the work that people put in to be successful and stuff. You, you only see, you know, what they show you and stuff. And so, 
same thing goes with your nutrition. You know, the more disciplined you are, just like you said there, a uh, discipline equals freedom, right? So the more, the more disciplined you are to the majority of the day, you can relax a little bit, you know, a, a couple bites of cheesecake at the end of the day with your kids isn't going to ruin your progress because you've had discipline, right? throughout the rest of the day. And so, you know, I, I think you've touched on lots of things today. I, I, I've been taking notes <laughs> throughout this as well. I think you, um, uh, this is, uh, this has been really, really great for me too. And, you know, I, I think, uh, I think the audience here is, you know, I've really learned a lot, a lot of things that maybe, um, isn't really talked about, you, you know, you mentioned multiple things about just, you know, just getting data, you know, just kind of assessing where you are right now. I think a lot of people like to look at, you know, Instagram, they like to look at Facebook and they see people who are maybe have been in the game for a lot longer than them. And they're comparing themselves to, you know, but they, they didn't see their day one either. And so you kind of, you, you gave us a lot of, you know, valuable information here that we can kind of implement right away. Um, I, I really appreciate, you know, you taking the time here. I know we You're got welcome. a pretty, pretty, pretty big time, time zone difference here in London. Um, but, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Is there, is there a spot where, you know, people can follow you on social media or do you have a website or your own podcast where people can follow you? Yeah. So probably LinkedIn is the, the, the best place just because okay. from a business. So I'll send you over some links of, of yeah, that yeah. stuff and, um, the pathway is uh, the website for the pathway is um, thrivingbusinessdads.com, um, where, where where the main support and you know where hopefully the kind of research is going to go and push things forward basically. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely I'll cool. get those links and I'll I'll put those put those in the uh, in the show notes there. But um, you know I, I really appreciate you having you on and you know um, you know if there if there's anything I you know I can do to kind of help support your business, you let me know. Perfect. Cool. Cheers, Anthony. Thanks for your time. Have a good day. Awesome. Thanks, Lee. That concludes this episode of the Fatherhood Fitness Podcast. Thank you for those of you who took time out of your busy schedules to listen. If you have any questions or comments or an idea for a topic for a future episode, please feel free to reach out and I'd love to hear from you.